Shavuot Tov, Mevarach, Happy Hanukkah. We are in chapter 13 of Ivamot, Mishnah Vav. Hamigorish Eta Isha, one divorces his wife, Behechazira, and then remarries this wife, Muteret the Yavam. If that husband then passes away with no children, then there is eligibility there for Yibam, or if they don't want to get married to the surviving brother for Chalitza. Rabbi Eliezer, Oser, Rabbi Eliezer says they cannot get married in Yibam. Now, his reasoning in the Gemara, he says, because there was a time when this woman was divorced from the first husband, she was still forbidden to marry the brothers, and there was no concept of Yibam. Yibam did not apply at that time, so there was only an Isser and not a Mitzvah. Vechein, the Mishnah continues, also, Hamagorish the Yatoma. One divorces an orphan. Now, recall an orphan girl that we're speaking of in this chapter is she doesn't have a father, and she's getting married rabbinically by her mother or her brother. Behazira, and then he remarried this girl, Muteret Liavam. He then passed away without children. She would be allowed to do Yibam with his surviving brothers. Rabbi Lezer Oser. Again, Rabbi Lezer says it's not allowed. Finally, the Mishnah brings the third case, Ketana, a girl is under bat mitzvah, Shehesia Aviha. Her father is alive, thank God, and the father is the one who accepts the Kedushin and marries her to the husband. And that is a biblically recognized marriage, Venit um, Garsha. And then there's a divorce from that biblical marriage, Kiyatoma of This girl is as if she's an orphan. Yasoma is an orphan. It, she, her father's alive. Baruch Hashem, but it's as if she's an orphan during the lifetime of her father because her father then does not have any rights to marry her again. It's, it's a one-time uh, power that the Torah gives the father. And really, it's a lesson for fathers and for parents everywhere is you get really, at the end of the day, you get one shot at raising your kids. And it needs a lot of siyata dishmaya, it needs a lot of prayers and tefillah and setting a great example. But it, it really needs a lot of effort because you really get one shot at it. So back to the Mishnah, where this girl has been married on a biblical level, then divorced, Hechazira, and now they get remarried, Divrei Hakol Asur Yavam. Everyone agrees, not just Rabbi Leazar, but everyone agrees she cannot then do Yibam. Now the reasoning here is that first marriage through the father was biblically recognized, and now the second marriage, she's still under bat mitzvah, it's only a rabbinic marriage. So she's a widow from a rabbinic marriage, but she has a biblical prohibition from marrying the brother of her deceased husband. So here the rabbis do agree to Beliezer. Beliezer, in the other cases, is basically making a rabbinical gezerah, a decree because we're concerned about mixing it up with this case where there's really a biblical problem. Now this does assume that the girl is still underage at the time of the second marriage. If she was already bat mitzvah and she was agreeing to it, or she was agreeing to remain married and not do miyun after she comes of age, then that second marriage also becomes a biblically valid marriage, and Yibam would become an option. Let's go on to Zion. Always we should be going to Zion. Shnei Achein, there are two brothers, Nisuin, both married, Lishtei Achayut, two sisters, Yitomot Ketanot, who were orphans and minors, meaning these are rabbinical-level marriages, not through her father. Umet and one of the husbands of one of these sisters passes away with no children. The other one goes out, meaning goes out to marry someone else with no yibam or no chalitza required. Why? Because she is the sister of, she's the, rather, she is the wife's sister. So the surviving brother, we're assuming there's one surviving brother here, 
and he is married to her sister, so it's the wife's sister, it's an erva, and they cannot do yibum. Now here, both of these marriages are rabbinic-level marriages, so we're talking about falling to yibum on a rabbinic level, and we're talking about a rabbinic erva, which knocks out the rabbinic mitzvah. The Mishnah goes on to the next case, Also, if these two girls were herish, they were deaf and mute, and back then they didn't have hearing aids, they didn't have effective sign language, it was very hard to communicate, and someone who was really a herish could not speak, could not hear, they did not have the same uh, intellectual capacity of a regular adult. So even if these women are by age adults, they're still considered to be minors for the purpose of marriage, and they can enter into marriage on a rabbinical level. So the Herschel, so the women who are deaf and mute, it's a rabbinic marriage, no matter what their age, it would be the same as the first case. What about Gedola Uktana? There were two sisters, one was over bat mitzvah, and one was under bat mitzvah, so in effect, the older sister is biblically married, while the younger sister is rabbinically married. Metz baila shulkatana. If the husband of the younger one passes away with no children, teitze katana mishim achot isha. So the young, younger girl is exempt from yibim and chalitza because she is the wife's sister, with respect to the yavam, the one surviving brother. But met baila shulgedola. What if the husband of the older woman passes away? That's a biblical marriage. Abdelazer Omer says, We teach the katana, we encourage her, that she should do miyun on her husband. Now, miyun, recall, will retroactively erase that marriage. It will be as if the katana was never married to that brother, and that brother would be able to do yibum with the older sister. Rabbi Gamil disagrees. He says, Im me'ona me'ana. If this girl wants to do miyun, you know, you could tell her about the situation, but we don't want to encourage her to make this momentous decision, even though it's a rabbinic marriage. Lamaisa, it's her marriage, it's her husband. We don't want to push her in any direction, even if it's to allow her older sister to perform a mitzvah of yibam. So if she wants to, she wants to. Fame love, and if she doesn't want to, she wants to stay with her husband. Tamtim odshitodgil. We wait until this girl is a gedola. She is already a uh, over bat mitzvah. But teitzei halazu, and the other girl goes out. The older sister goes out to remarry without yibam or chalitza mishum achot isha because she is the wife's sister. Meaning, once a katana grows up and continues her marriage with her husband, her rabbinical marriage transforms into a biblical marriage once she is bat mitzvah and chooses actively to continue living with her husband. So when she does so, that original marriage becomes biblical, and now it's a biblical erva to marry the sister because it's the wife's sister. So she goes out, as we learned in the very first mission of Yevamot, without any yibam or chalitza. Rabbi Yeshua, Mary Yeshua has another approach to this situation. Ilo, or oilo, al-ishto, woe to him about his wife, the younger one. Oilo al-eshet achiv. And it's not good for him either about the older sister, who was the widow of his deceased brother. He has to divorce the younger girl with a get, really ending the marriage permanently. And then he has to give chalitza to the older woman, who's the widow of his brother. Now, Rabbi Yeshua's approach here is based on the zika, the obligatory bond that the brother has to the widow, being very strong. Strong enough that it's like quasi a bit like a marriage. So now the surviving brother has a rabbinical marriage to the younger sister, but he has this zika, a strong zika, according to Yeshua, to the widow. 
and you can't continue either of those relationships where there's these competing marital bonds.